My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning. While it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciples went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial clothes there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, but the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm Deacon Joe Harrington, and welcome on behalf of our pastor, Father Tom, Father Sinesha, and the entire team here at the Collaborative. It is so good to see you here. And you know, you might know, we're open seven days a week here. And we're even open, we even open on Sundays. So welcome, if it hasn't been, a, if it's been a while since you've been here, welcome back. And we welcome you, and happy Easter. I think most of us all feel in our life is that there's a space between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. It's not all dark in our lives, but it's not all light. And sometimes we live in a place that's much darker than we would like. And then other times things just go great. Things are going well and there's lots of light. So maybe on this Easter Sunday, you may feel like Mary Magdala. You see the empty dark tomb and you wonder where Jesus is. Or maybe you're the one that Jesus loved, the other disciple who gets to the tomb first before Peter and sees the burial cloths all packed up and nice and neat. And that's his cue that he sees it and he believes. Or maybe we're on our way to Emmaus on the afternoon of the resurrection. We're sad, we're discouraged, but we're hoping that Jesus will meet us along the way. The late singer-songwriter Lenny Cohen says in one of his songs, Anthem, there's a crack in everything and that's where the light gets in. In our imperfect broken lives, we need cracks. We need cracks to let the light shine in and get us through the darkness because there's a crack in everything. The cracks and broken pieces of China and art in Japan 
They have this 500-year-old tradition where they take the cracks and they fill them with platinum and silver and gold. And they kind of restore old China. But the importance of doing that is not to really help the physical appearance or try to replace it. The Japanese take it in awe and reverence to the history of the China or the peace that has been cracked and broken. And they've been doing it for 500 years. And they create a thing of beauty with gold within the cracks. Father Greg Boyle is a Jesuit priest. And for 25 years, he was a pastor of one of the poorest parishes in Los Angeles right in the middle of some of the biggest public housing projects in Los Angeles. And there was lots of street violence, lots of gangs. So what he did is he started Homeboy Industries to help with employment of mostly ex-prisoners and mostly people that were gang members. He created jobs in the homeboy bakeries and the restaurant and the cafe and the silk screening business. They kept building businesses. He said the quickest way out of poverty and out of prison is to give a good, well-paying job so people feel respect for themselves. He's a nationally sought speaker and he's written books. And, and last month he was at the Glastonbury Abbey and he shared this story with us. He was moved from a line from the Acts of the Apostles. And the line is, and awe came upon everyone. He believes that the measure of compassion is not in our service to those at the margins, but in our willingness to see ourselves in kinship with those on the margins. We make an intentional move towards awe, and giant steps away from judgment. So he brings the two gang members into all of his talks, and he had two great young men with him at the Abbey, and they share how their lives have been transformed. So he told us a story of Jose, and Jose was asked to speak out in Los Angeles at a training session on gangs and he was speaking to 600 social workers because they had all the answers, right? Jose, in his late 20s, and he was part of the substance abuse team at Homeboy. He's a man in recovery, a heroin addict, a gang member, tattooed everywhere. And he gets up and he casually says this. You know, I guess I could say that my mom and me, we didn't get along too well. I guess I was six when she looked at me and she said, why don't you just kill yourself? You're such a burden to me. The whole audience gasped. But he broke the shock of them by saying, it sounds a lot worse than in Spanish. <laughs> and then he continued with kind of humor, but this guy had lots of cracks. You know, 
I guess I was nine when my mom drove me to Baja, California, and she walked me up to the orphanage and she said, I found this kid. Jose was 90 days there until the grandmother asked his da her daughter where she left him. She tracked it down. After 90 days, she rescued him. And then he tells those social workers, those 600 social workers, something even worse. He says, my mom beat me every day. In fact, I have to wear three t-shirts to school every day. And then he loses his battle with his tears and says, I wore three t-shirts well into my adult years because I was ashamed of my wounds. I didn't want anyone to see them, but now my wounds are my friends. I welcome my wounds. I rub my fingers over my wounds. And then he looks at the crowd and he says, how can I help the wounded if I don't welcome my own wounds? And then awe came over everyone in that room. It's easy for us to judge Jose, you know, a kid who went to prison, tattooed, a gang member, homeless, and a heroin addict. But Jose took his cracks, his wounds, and he recognized that there's light there and that there's light in darkness. His Good Fridays became his Easter Sundays. The hope, the joy of this day is that God always has the last word. Through all the cracks of our broken human lives, God doesn't give up on us. Because no sin is unforgivable. No betrayal is final. No wound, no matter how deep and big, cannot at some point be healed. And we believe that good eventually wins over evil and that death is replaced by the promise of eternal life with God forever. Our Good Fridays, because of Easter, become our Easter Sundays. Thank you so much for your warm hospitality this evening. We are so grateful to play for you. <laughs> I heard that. Thank you so much, friends. We're so privileged to be able to gather in moments like this when so much of the world is plunged in darkness and chaos. So, ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in.
Thank you so much for your kind attention. We'll be back 